Welcome to the Trade Table on SIN 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. Hello and welcome to the Trade Table, coming at you live on SIN 90.7, as well as our Facebook Live, as well as Facebook Live on the Trade Table's Facebook page. It has been an absolutely huge day of trade period, oh, boys. It's so big, so Massive. big, so much news. Oh my god. Uh, kind of not really. No, yeah, no. Nah. Nah. I'm Dylan. <laughs> Zero. Today we're joined by Harrow. Harrow, what's been going on, mate? What's happening with this trade period? Nothing's Nothing. happening. Nothing. It's a sale, <laughs> mate. We're not getting anything, um, but it's still a big day on, on the podcast, the Trade Table. We also got Jimmy here. Jimmy, it's been dead, buddy. Yeah, we're in, stuck in a deadlock at the moment. Um, just kind of waiting to see what domino fir- falls first. And we have the man of the hour, Dan. What's on the panel? Uh, there's tumbleweeds coming about the uh, studio here. There's nothing going on. Hopefully, something can happen in the next couple of days. Still a little bit of rumour in Nuendo though. Too, yeah, while there are actually no actual trades, we still have a fair bit of news to get through. So we'll start off with uh, something interesting for our Essendon fans. The Bombers have had a little bit of trouble attempting to snag three S's: Stringer, Smith, and Sard. All three want pick 11 from the Dons. Uh, what do we think about that, lads? Well, I'll tell you what, you're not getting pick 11 for Saad, that's for sure. I mean, I'm just it's just so difficult to see how they're going to get these three deals done. They're probably more likely to get maybe two. I'd say probably Saad and Stringer done rather than the Smith-Smith. There's been a bit of interest from the Saints there, according to Sam McClure today. What do you reckon, Jimbo? I mean, yeah, it sounds like that? the Saints are still still sniffing that there's a ch- there a chance. Um, yeah, I was looking today, and it's, it seems like both the or all of the Suns, Dogs, and Giants have all gone after that fir- first pick eleven um, in exchange for the player Essendon wants and a later pick. Essendon has pretty much knocked them all back, um, wanting to at least get something a bit better out of pick eleven. Because if they do that, they take a deal. Say they uh, take pick eleven. Um, as in dogs take pick 11 um, and give away a later pick, then Essendon have really got not much to deal for the other two. Yeah, it seems like out of the three, the, the two most likely might look like Sard and Stringer. Um, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if I mean, the Giants are going to end up with so many picks with the boys that they're losing and they've already got a couple of um, few, um, second round picks from other teams. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of second round picks from the Giants get involved as in a, th- as in a third party coming in. Yeah. If... Um, Actually, out of curiosity, um, if uh, Smith doesn't go to the Dons, are the Saints the only ones that you'd reckon would be in the hunt for someone like him? Oh, they wouldn't be the only ones in the hunt for him. No, no, but, but like, they may be the only, only ones, ones who are likely he'll... to snare him. I yeah, mean, there was word early on that uh, the Blues were after him, and then he sort of chose, um, nominated the Bombers. So it may get into a position where they can't actually get him, and it ends up being a Carlton that gets him. So yeah. In uh, sort of looking more uh, at the you know, news that's really taken all of our attention, the Ds are now actually considering trading this year's and next year's first round pick for Lever. Um, is he worth it, Dan? It depends where the Ds finish next year. And there's a fair case to mount that the Ds will finish, you know, maybe in that top six range next year. They're bound to improve. They should have made finals this year and arguably could have even knocked off Port in that final if they were in that spot other than West Coast. The thing is, though, you're giving away pick 10 and then potentially, like, pick 14 the next um, year. Probably isn't worth that, I'd say. I still think that the D's offer of uh, pick 10 and pick 27 this year is worthwhile, but the, obviously the Crows aren't going to see eye to eye. Yeah, I think, yeah, the, the, the D's are obviously going to back themselves in to finish high and, and only have to give away, 
I don't know, 15, 16. But even then, I think it's probably too much. This is a guy, I mean, we talked about yesterday how he finished outside the top 10 best and fairest. Um, and they, they want two first rounders for him. And I, I think personally that um, 10 and 27 should get the deal done. Um, but there might even have to be a shuffle of picks up later up the order. I think Adelaide are going to really hold firm here. Um, ironically, because of how f- how firm they, how filthy where they were with Carlton last year. <laughs> for holding firm. For, yeah. Exactly right. But there sounds like they're very sick of players leaving. They're holding firm on Cameron as well. Um, and I think they're going to absolutely push for two first rounders. I'm, I'm a little bit... I think Lever's almost worth it. Like, I mean, if, if dare you say they pushed um, pick 50, uh, Melbourne finish high enough to push their first rounder next year to pick 15, 16 potentially, then um, I, I think Lever is he's, he's a bona fide star. He's going to shore up. He's going to play the next 10 years at Melbourne. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, yeah, yeah I, I don't mind that side of the argument because mm. if, if you're there and if you're in the window and you add a star like that to your team, then if you win a flag, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. what you paid. But well, Tom, a, Tom Boyd, um, yeah, the doggies. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, it's one of those situations where you know everyone was sort of going on about him and going, oh, you know, they should they paid way too much, blah blah blah. Well, yeah, he um, almost won a flag. He, sorry, he almost won a flag which, off which, his own back. Yeah, yeah which is why I don't mind that side of the argument, but I still think that on that face value, it's I a bit still obvious. think it's too much. Yeah. 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 Out of curiosity, actually saying whether he's whether he's worth it or not, do you think that? First round, a second rounder will get the deal done, or Adelaide are just going to go. We are either getting two first rounders or nothing for I him. I think the D's are probably going to have to get some sort of pick in a bit lower in the twenties or maybe the late teens in order to get that done. But it remains to be seen. The Giants, with all their second round picks that they're going to get, could come to that as well. Mm. Again, I mean, they, they could be they could be active in a lot of trades because mm. they they'll have a, a plethora of and picks, s- and especially speaking, in the second round. Speaking of the Giants, Adam Tomlinson is apparently well. Gio you know, said ruled him out. Uh, a couple of days ago, the list manager had, but he's back on the market. It seems because uh, Vic clubs are f- uh, fairly confident they were able to snare him, especially the Saints and the Pies. How about that one? I don't know about um, fairly confident. I'd certainly say fairly hopeful. Mm. Um, he's a. Per- I mean, we're going to look at Collingwood later on, but he's a perfect fit for the Pies. I mean, he's that he's that modern defender, third tall, can play on smalls, can play on talls, can play on the wing, can play on the wing, yeah, play on the, play on the, on the, the ball. The- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised next year if ball. he was playing on the ball a bit. Um, the Saints could tank. even use him as well. Um, I think he I think fits into just about any side at the moment. So is that like a big loss? Then? That'd be quite a big loss for GWS considering they're only so. losing Smith. Like mm. that's, that's a really tests, big, big blow. Tests the depth. Yeah, um, plus so. losing Wilson. Yeah, he's, yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah, Kennedy's but, gone to. Um, I mean, I probably yeah. I mean, I probably don't see him, see it as likely. The, the Giants yeah, will be holding I on think, to him. Mm. I mean, you can see it both ways. Some clubs seem to think that um, them ruling him out was just a way of boosting his value and that they still feel he's gettable. But I think the Giants, oh particularly because he was the best player in the last game, like that's a significant yeah. significant point with all the, the, was, the, yeah. the quality team that the Giants have. They'd be very, very reluctant to let him go. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be shocked if... Also looking at uh, a bit of recent news, Travis Collier, um, he might be on the move. Who would we be looking at, lads? Who would be looking at someone like Collier? Well, he's a, a WA boy, and we heard this on the show yesterday. Didn't have enough time to really get into, to get stuck into this. I think he could be a good, a good uh, runner and forward lot player for the, the Eagles, especially. Freo do have a lot of those outside, uh, outside runners. But um, with Lacroix ageing, with uh, Josh Hill you know, not exactly He's over the seen hill. the world on fire. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Uh, First part uh, of the day. Um, it could Cripps, be a good move. Cripps another one, yeah. No, yeah. he fits in well with the Eagles, doesn't he? Um, he can still have huge impact on yeah. games. Um, he, he could be he could be one of a number of 
you know, he could be in the top 10 best and fairest for the Well, Eagles. he's in his prime too. He's only 26. Played 21 games this year, which is by far... He, previous to this, he'd played 12 games. That was the most he'd played in one season before this. So it's bo- obviously boosted his value. He's a bit more durable now. Um a bit of experience and still kind of in his prime at 26. So I think he'd have a lot to offer. But I also sort of say with those three aging um, small forwards and the, the, the midfield that they're losing and Petrie that they're losing, I mean, a lot of people may expect the Eagles to slide and adding someone like a Collier, I mean, I'm not sure where that's going to get you. No. Um, it's, so, not, it's not exactly their greatest. Yeah. Thing, I mean, if you got last year, if they added him, I mean, I think that would mm. people would have been talking about it as a much bigger recruit. Yeah. But this year, it might not look as... No. I thought he had a pretty... He had a decent year, though. I mean, he'll... Yeah, I mean, when yeah. I'm... Where, 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 where are you thinking he'll finish... 21 games this yeah. year. Where do you think he'll finish in the BNF then? Because that, like... Would, yeah. he, would he be top 10? Uh, it depends no, what sort of role he plays. Well, then, yeah, because... Yeah, so then you start looking at... Yeah. So what is, what's his value then? That's the yeah, air we're sort of yeah. oh, going off. I've heard mid-20s. I thought that was probably a little that's bit high. That's a bit high. I'd say early 30s, I reckon. Mid-20s would be in the same conversation as what... Um, Motlop's getting yeah, spoken exactly. about. Yeah, so exactly. So I'd probably say early, early to mid-30s is probably where he sits, I yeah. reckon. Yeah. How about you, Harry? I think yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he's, he's, he's not in the category of Motlop. No. Um, no. So I think he's... A but bit he does it. have that sort of barometer, that X factor, not quite as much as Motlop, obviously, yeah. but... Um, speaking of sort of struggling to sort of get deals done in that, Cats list manager Stephen Wells has said it's unlikely they'll be able to snag Watts simply because probably the Ds, they want what the Cats can't offer. Well, uh, the D's, you mean the power? Power, sorry. Um, yeah, well, we were talking about this before. I mean, I think Jack Watts met with the Cats yesterday for the second time in five days, mm. and suddenly the power have come away as the front runners. So, I mean, reading between the lines, something must have happened between them. I'm, I'm not sure Jack Watts must made it, might have come out and said something that will deter them from, from wanting to pursue him harder. Um, but I don't know, something might have happened. What do you reckon, Dan? Oh, it's, it's hard to say, but... It's he's almost a better fit at Port. Like, I guess with um, the Cats, they've got will have Tom Hawkins and then Harry Taylor is potentially playing forward. But I think they look to play him more as like that second forward almost, not or maybe like the third tall, but second best forward in the fifty rows at Port Adelaide. You've got these stars like you know Wingard, Dixon, Gray, um, Gray in there as well, and I mean. It, could be a better fit for him. Than I don't think the cats, cats know what their best forward setup is. No. And no. I think that yeah. that I mean I think that sort of has been a problem for for Jack Watts for a lot of his career. I mean they tried Wiley Buzzer towards the end and, and, yeah. he, and he did well. Um, Taylor was an experiment all year, and I think which, he'll for sure go back at the end, and he'll of probably season. go back. Um, Reece Stanley's been tried up there, even even Henderson. But yeah. look, I think yeah, I like Watts at Port a bit better because just because of unless unless the cats decide all right this is what we're going with, it could be a good fit. But I mean, yeah, I think I think he's a better fit of Port at this stage. I mean, so I was interesting. I did see Watts had a quick interview after the Geelong yesterday. He seemed really upbeat about it. And as as a Geelong supporter, I was like, oh, it seemed like it went well. Then um, Stephen Wells comes out today and said, kind of puts a bit of a damper on it. Mm. He did a little bit of the same sort of thing with trades last year, where he kind of just almost to like stop commentary so much. <laughs> it's just like um, just like uh, put almost lower expectations yeah. about it. Um, and just kind of saying, look, and almost saying to Melbourne, like, we're not going to offer the farm. We're not going to sell the farm for him. And yeah. Um, yeah. Melbourne are obviously going to want something because they're probably going to need it for the lever as well. So, that's, yeah, it's going to be tough. That's the thing, though. I mean, uh, Melbourne, they've sort of said, oh, we don't. They pretty much said we don't want Watts. They've said, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, if he can play good footy for us, then it's great. But for now, he should explore his options. 
And the dogs have done the same with Stringer where they pretty much put him out there and said, you know, we want you to leave, but they still want quite a lot yeah, for them. It, it lessens, so it's like, it lessens it's the value. When it, yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's the problem with the seller's market. It, yeah. it, it lowers their value. Yeah. 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 Anyway, yeah. speaking of the cats it. as well, uh, Mitch Cleary is actually, and the whole thing with Watts, Mitch Cleary flagged the idea of making uh, Stephen Motlop wait till the end of the trade period, which would mean the cats would receive compensation from Motlop, which they could potentially use for uh, Jack Watts. So... If they uh, made Motlop wait. It ensured they have time to get what's before. So it's a bit of a confusing one. It's sort of a bit, um, yeah. It's, it's an interesting thought. Um, do you want to go through it? Yeah, yeah. So basically, the idea is if, if Steve Motlop chooses Port, um, which many think he will, then Port the, the motive for Port saying, wait, don't announce it, don't sign with us yet, is that that means Geelong don't get the compensation for Motlop immediately which means they have less bargaining power for Watts. Exactly. Because the port also want. Because if, if Motlop signs with them, then the AFL then the, have to announce what Exactly, straight away. So it's, if Motlop signs on the last couple of days, cats don't get anything for him or don't know what they're getting for him until that last couple of days. It's pretty cunning. Yeah. Whether Motlop would do that already, to his old side. Yeah, would he? Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, it doesn't seem like there's bad ties, though. Like, you know, between like, Motlop yeah, and yeah, John. Blood, yeah. Well, even Stephen Wells was saying earlier, he was saying um, they wouldn't match an offer that Motlop received just to, so they could use him as a trade bargain. He's like, that's just not how we operate. Yeah. If Steve Motlop wants to go somewhere, we'll let him go. That's- so you'd hope from a Ge- Geelong a club perspective they, that Motlop wouldn't intentionally do that. But, I mean, going to a new club, you want to do what's best for your new club, I guess, yeah. too. So. Is, do you reckon, I mean, I don't know, it's a weird thing to say, but do you reckon Port would have thought of this or, or even seen this or considered this? I mean, if you port and it, and it, yeah, and no, it you, helps, you definitely would have, and it's why a lot of people are arguing that the compensation for free agent for restricted, restricted free agents isn't fair. Yeah. Because, you know, they can abuse this sort of system. Yeah. Like you can also, I guess, purposely match a trade in order to get a better offer because generally these compensation picks come yeah. after your pick, whereas say if you matched an offer and had to trade, you might get a better offer from. Them, so yeah, yeah and but, it's it's also been yeah. wrought with the Luke Hodge confusion whether he retired or whether as he went as an unrestricted free agent to Brisbane because he retired that changes the way they get the yeah. I mean there's no yeah. way I mean there's no way that was deliberate I mean he generally yeah. didn't no, retire no, no, no. and got Imagine a call from that, Chris Fagan no, no but, but the, the same point it, the fact that that's available to someone yeah. like, they could do that if they wanted to yeah yeah but I think I think this I think the Motlop thing is you know like one in fifty one in a hundred yeah this wouldn't it just it just so happens that these clubs also want to deal with another club yeah. Speaking of our cats exploring their options, Darcy Lang uh, toured North Melbourne's facilities yesterday. He looks to be in the hunt for some midfield time, but will he get it at North, do you reckon, Jim? Yeah, I think he definitely will. I think uh, they're crying out for someone who's a good user, which Lang is, um, someone who's quick. I mean, especially in the midfield with a Cunnington, your Swallow, your Zebul. Yeah, they're very, they're very you know, one-dimensional in that midfield, yeah, especially yeah. with Sam Gibson yeah. being delisted exactly yeah, right. so as well. He's kind of taking almost Sam Gibson's role. Um, yeah. So I think he'd get he'd get, definitely get game time and he'd get some midfield time. So it wouldn't be a bad move at all for uh, Lang. Um, I'm thinking as well, like, obviously North were in the hunt for Josh Kelly or Dustin Martin. Darcy Lang isn't at all. Not no, he's not in the same. No, 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 no. He's not in the same category as yeah. all. But he's a bit player that he does help out in that midfield that they are lacking. And, and he's they, the right yeah, age. He's, he's right, the right age bracket. Yeah, too. I mean, he was he was a like a former we pick sixteen. That, yeah, we forget yeah. that he was a first round draft pick. Exactly. So he has that talent there. He's just he couldn't really pull it together at the Cats. I know, think he's a, a bit stiff to be honest. I yeah. mean the whether it's because uh, Cats don't rate him as so highly as a Gregson and a McCarthy or whether it's because mm. Gregson and McCarthy are actually under contract mm. that he's just kind of happened to be the one they let go. Because whether he can play all three, probably not. Yeah. 
So I think he's a bit stiff, and I actually really rate Lang as a player. I think he's got a lot to offer whoever he goes to. And yeah, only I think the, he, oh, sorry, only the 44 games in his four seasons as well. Yeah. So. Hurts. Yeah, I think he'll be... I mean, North um, brought in Marley Williams last year, and I think they would have been happy with that, but I think Lang is a class above. Um, mm. I think he could fit into it anyway. So in that back half or in the midfield, Ed Vickers, Willis, Marley Williams, yeah. even on the wing yeah. um, next probably, to Jamie yeah. McMillan. The, the worry is that other than that midfield, they haven't got much size on the... They think of your Marley Williams and the other... They've got a lot of smaller bodies in, at North. Uh, they could get a bit beat up on the outside. Um, there isn't really a moving on to something that isn't cats. Um, <laughs> John Ralph has pretty much straight out said, there's no doubt that Brisbane want to get rid of Josh Shackey. But the thing is, no one really wants him. Uh, Murray Bush Rangers coach Darren Ogier said... Ogier. Ogier. Sorry to Darren. Um, <laughs> you listening, that he Darren? Was, said that he was uh, flabbergasted that no one is after him. Um, what's he worth, quickly? Uh, he's, he's worth more than what the market has been interested in. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's weird that, you know, we're talking about a bloke. I mean, we've said it a few times. He's number two draft pick from two years. He's only had two years in the system. Yeah. I mean, he's worth more than, than no one wanting him. Is he worth and, uh, uh, pick six, which some have floated? Oh, there'd have to be a reshuffle of yeah. the of picks down the end, but I could see that getting mm. done. I mean, it's unlikely, but I could see that yeah. getting done. But I think, um, no, I can't remember what I was going to say. You got Jim. <laughs> is, it, is it a case again of seller's market where because Brisbane have actually offered him up, he's worth less because it's but he sa- does want out of there as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but it sounded like if Brisbane wanted to keep him, like they did most of this year. Mm. That he was going to get actually going to go somewhere, well, but mean, now, yeah. but now Brisbane same, are willing to give up. Same thing for with him. Stringer and Watt. Um, it once a club says we don't really want them, it's like well the trade value goes down because it's like well yeah, but know. I don't quite think it's just to that nth degree. I mean, I think the Lions said, look, if your preference is to go home, and we can find something that yeah. helps us, like we'll, we'll we're happy to send you home. But I mean, I think the Lions would be happy if he stayed as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally. agree. I mean, he signed a two-year contract what two months ago. And yeah, now no he's already wanting to go back home. I mean, they just got to do the best thing for him, and that is looking brokering a deal and trying to get maybe another pick, which they, they can use for even like a Charlie Cameron or something like that. Just uh, quickly, Josh J Kennedy as well was traded after about two years. Doesn't didn't show too much. Now came what second in the Coleman was it third? Yeah, in the and he's, so, yeah, and he he's probably would have had the Coleman exactly. if he played twenty two games. Um, <laughs> he played about moving 16. on from that as well, uh, we just learned that Collingwood has delisted Lockie Keith, uh, Henry Shade, Liam Mackey, and Mitch McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get into Collingwood later on with our club and focus, but the Pies, I mean, I hope that after this, after this year, they're finally going to find some um, stability and just having this, having to having continuity in their team week after week. I mean, Henry Shade, they they brought him from the Gold Coast last year. I think he played the first he killed maybe, buddy, maybe eight or game. nine games. <laughs> eight games this year. I mean, yeah. now he's still listed. Yeah. Um, and another tall back yeah. they've got rid of too. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's all the trade news. Discussing a little bit of trade, mate. You have the most experience with that no, sort of stuff. Draft, actually. The draft, sorry, not trade. <laughs> draft. We are, uh, <laughs> we're talking trade. trade. You have a lot of experience with the draft being in the system and all that. Um, so tell us about like sort of. Yeah, Dan and I have, have watched a fair I've bit of footy. I've been in the system as well, obviously. Dan and I watched a fair bit of footy this year. We're just going to quickly go through what we think is the best player in each sort of category. So we've got best tall forward, medium forward, inside mid ruck. We'll start off with um, the tall forward, small defender, and key defender. What do you reckon? And best tall forward. So tall forward, the best. I mean, there's a lot of different opinions on this, but Jared Brander is probably the standout. He can probably play at either end of the ground, um, but he's probably the standout key forward at this stage. Um, has a really good um, shoe on him, nice hands. It looks like being the best tall forward of the of the uh, pool. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's certainly not a tall forwards market this year. It's it's a midfielders draft. 
Next Jack year is. Brander. Next year is. Oh, next year is for sure. Jack Lacocious, get excited about that. He may have even gone number one this year. But uh, Jared Brander, he can play at both ends of the ground. He showed that in the uh, the NAB, uh, AFL Championships. Kicked three goals in the last game in their, uh, the Allies' big win against Metro. And I reckon he will probably feature in the top ten. Yeah, yeah I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Now moving on to our best uh, small medium forward. What do you reckon? There? Well, we've got um, we've written down Jack Higgins and Jaden Stevenson. Jaden Stevenson's um, can play outside mid as well, but he's electric when he goes forward. He um, probably play his probably dominant position is half mm. forward flank. Um, he's a, he's sort of a he's a sort of a he's not he's certainly not a key forward, but he's certainly not a small forward he either. Marks I think like he's one hundred eighty eight centimeters. He has a great lead yeah. and a great overhead mark. Really small frame on him at the moment though. Yeah. Um, and Jack Higgins. Um, genuine small forward can go into the midfield won the Morris medal um, good player as well inside mid Dan? Yeah um, I'd probably say Rayner I mean he has the capacity to go forward and really impact a game as we saw during the championships but Luke Davies Uniac as well has just a, you know, a feast for the contest and um, I saw him I think it was uh, in the elimination final he racked up 33 and was best on by an absolute mile so that he's definitely in the frame for the number one yeah with, with this one it's like it's almost like saying if, if we were going to say Luke Davies Uniac it, it, just because he's more of a genuine midfielder it would be almost like saying someone like a Luke Shuey over a Dustin Martin just because yeah. Randy can go forward doesn't mean he's not the best inside mid yeah for sure for sure and quickly we'll just go to the rucks the clear standout here is uh, Sam Hayes he was the all star I'm not sorry the all all Australian ruckman from last year's under eighteen championships. Clubs are generally tentative to pick a ruckman early, but he'll probably feature in the top fifteen. A bit like Tim English last year, but I reckon he's probably if someone's a bold, more complete package. If than someone's Tim bold, they'll take him in the top ten, but Yeah, for sure. And uh, quickly just uh, to the defenders now, um, best key defender. Um, Aaron Norton looks like one of the best key defenders this year, WA boy, um, good hands, Marco probably gonna be the top Key defender pick. Yeah, and he played a bit of waffle footy as well for uh, Pill Thunder. And Best small medium defender. Yeah, Nick Cofford looks good. Um, good decision maker. Really good kick on him. Has time when he has the ball. Can go into the midfield as well and forward. Guys, we're looking at uh, Texas uh, Tex Walkers. Um, what he was saying on the radio the other day when he opened yeah. up his phone call with Jake Lever and said pretty much he was choosing money over success. Jimmy Bartel fired back saying, "Did the Crows actually have that much success?" Um, what are our thoughts, lads? Yes. Jimmy? Tyro? Go, Jim. Well, I think I think um, it was more in reference to Crows are on their way up. That They didn't win it this year, but they're a huge chance next year. He said the club's moving in the right direction. So leaving, it's, re- it's mostly motivated by money. The thing, it's just it rings a bit of Adam Trelaw of a couple of years ago for mine, though. It just opens the club up for criticism. It's it's a tough one. Like You want your captain to, be, to defend your club, to be angry about it. But at the same time... It's phrases like that that you don't don't really need in Melbourne. But yeah, what it reeks of it reeks of like bitterness from losing the grand final. Mm. I mean, would this yeah. have all happened if if they won the grand final? I mean, did they yeah. thought it, did they not expect it as 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 a chance? Like, did they just think that they'd win this, they'd keep all the players, or even if they left, you know, oh, well, well, we won Jenkins, a premiership. Jenkins thought they'd win it before that. Yeah, what he said about Dangerfield. Yeah, I mean, it just it sort of reeks of bitterness. Um, it doesn't. It does. Just doesn't look good on them. It's one of those things though with the Crows. Um, like, you can't tell me they haven't had guys come to them and they've offered them huge amounts of money. I mean, you look at, uh, they're trying to get um, Stephen Motlop. You know, they'd be yeah. offering him a fair amount. And in Betts. the past, they've gotten Eddie Betts, Betts yeah. Tom Lynch, Sam Jacobs, Paul Seedsman, Kirtley Hampton, just to name a few there. And then suddenly, when one of their players wants to go, like, you know, free agency and trade is suddenly so bad. You know? and, and, and sort of the comment by text that, like, 
he's not he's going for money over over success is also flawed because I mean he's going to the D's and if the D's don't play finals next year I, I'd be I'd be shocked. Yeah, I'll um, eat my hat. And if, I'll eat your hat. If they're not challenging in the next couple of years, that'd be a surprise. Uh, especially especially yeah. with the addition of Jake later. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Arguably they're going to be more successful over the next three to five years than the Crows. Yeah. I mean, there's no guarantee. Like we saw with, with the Bulldogs last year, they made the grand final, won the grand final, and they didn't even make the eight. The Swans made the grand final, then they were zero and six by round six. Yeah, so, so it's it's sort of just. I mean, when you sort of do consider all these things, it's hard to look at it and not think that he's just a bit bitter. Yeah. What? I, sorry, go on, Jimmy. It's not the worst thing he could have done, but it certainly doesn't do him any fa- him or Adelaide yeah. any favors. No. Well, already with the whole Jake Lever thing, with them saying don't come to BNF, like it just reeks of you know. Yeah, immaturity. Well, I mean, one thing I would say, though, in slight defense of Tex, is that like this is a bloke who cares so much about us, our inner sanctum, like mm, what we're yeah. about. Um, I think, I think, I mean, he cares about his, his teammates and just his mates. Mm. Um, you know, like if, if you're not part of us, you're not part of us. Yeah. And he yeah. was saying even on radio that he takes all like the media and stuff because like, like, people are like, oh, surely you expected this. And he said, well... I always just, you know, assume anything in the paper and stuff's rumour unless it's said to me face-to-face. So Lever hadn't really addressed it to the playing group, I guess, until after, that two days after the grand final. But what and player does? That's, yeah. that's, 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 before. that's yeah. another debate that we've been talking about a bit. Mm. I mean, we're, we're not at the stage where the NRL come out and yeah. Cooper Conk just says, I've played for 15 years, yeah. but I'm not playing next year. It's just not footy culture at this stage. They like, wouldn't, have, wouldn't have played him if he... Like, well, the players wouldn't have wanted him to play if... Uh, yeah. I, Lever told Walker halfway through the year, I don't want to, I don't want mm. to be here next year. I actually want to touch on um, what Jimmy Bartel said when he said the, the Crows have that had success. He pretty much said you guys haven't had success. They made a grand final. So are we measuring success in if you win a flag and therefore 17 other teams are unsuccessful? Or is it, you know, oh, well, they should have had success? Yeah. I think considering their position, they finished a minor, minor finalists. Minor premiers. Or minor premiers. And they were favourites to take out the grand final against a Richmond side that had, had, did have momentum, but they were the favourites ultimately. I think it's an unsuccessful season for them. They've ultimately failed in I, their I saw a their funny quest. thing today. It's a, like, it's a bit out of context, but um, if, if making grand finals is equal success, Zach Dawson's more successful than the <laughs> So if, if that's how we're measuring more it. More successful than many other players. Wasn't it? Exactly. So it... Yeah, it's a, it just opens itself up for criticism. Yeah. I don't think Tex will care that much about it, yeah. knowing who Tex is, but or what he's like. But yeah, it's it just doesn't not a good look. Mm. Probably the Crows would consider it as, as unsuccessful, but broadly as as a as a discussion, there's no way that you can measure that for every other team. Like, yeah, there's not, for sure. there's not no, seventeen you're other not clubs. Bri- no, Brisbane didn't expect, for Brisbane. <laughs> Brisbane didn't expect to win the flag this year. Yeah. As, as we were saying, though, I mean, we looked at the dogs. They won the flag, and then you know. Um, they didn't have success like this year. Mm. Um, it's so hard for a team to come and you know win after coming after pretty much being runners up and then going on and winning. It's hard to stay at the top. It's hard to stay at the top. I mean, that's that's why I found when um, West Coast won in 06 how big of an achievement it was because they literally lost the grand final to Sydney by four points. Yeah. Like and they 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 lost um, because. Leo, Ma- Leo Barry took a fantastic mark. That's, that's why we admire the, the Hawthorns yeah. and the yeah. Geelong. That's because they could just go bang, bang, bang. I mean, because you got, you got this tough draw, and with the even competition we have, possibly the most equal competition we have had in, the, in recent times, it's so hard to continue to stay at the top and keep on winning, you know? Um, well, also, without that, with Adelaide, would we talk? Do we want to talk about sort of what Cameron saying that 
uh, he won't say after next year if he's not traded this year? Or, I mean, cause, or is that not going to play too much of a part? I think he's probably just going to... He's probably going to... He's going to get out. It's, like, in some way this year, I yeah. think. I mean, I it's think, for family reasons. Like I think the press conference with Justin Reid, his, his quotes have sort of... Been taken out of context. They've been, I mean, he's... Justin Reid was give, just giving straight down the lines, forward mm. defence, yeah. not letting you in. Roll Dravid. Roll Dravid. He's a required player. He's a contracted player. Yeah. He'll go. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. He's, he'll go to Brisbane. Yeah. And they're just trying to broker the right offer. But anyway, it's time to get into our club focus right now. And Harrow has been working hard on the Collingwood Magpies Best 22 and a uh, little synopsis for so us. So for any new listeners, we're going up from the bottom of the ladder to the top from last season um, and just reviewing every club. Um, we're up to the Pies. I think they might have finished 13th or 14th. Yeah. Um, so if we're, if we're looking at who they'll get, there's not much to report. They didn't want Shaki. They didn't want Watts, who I both I think both of them are a good fit for the Pies. Um, they may be in the market for Tomlinson, but he's very unlikely to leave, um, who, again, would be another good fit. So they've been pretty inactive during the trade period. But I think that, I mean, I think that sort of makes sense in some way because, I mean, clearly if they're this inactive in the in the trade period, they're looking to the draft after, you know, Maine, um, Henry Shade, Jesse White, these sort of... Jim? Yeah, well, I think they've hamstrung themselves a little bit with how much they've paid some players that yeah. uh, haven't really worked out for them. I mean, you're paying half a mil to Chris Main, who's played how many Top games? 10 the BNF. Well, VFL, VFL BNF. BNF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so look, they don't have a lot of money to give people yeah. if they did want them. So it looks like they won't uh, be too active in the trade period. They'll lose Jesse White, uh, Lockie Keefe, Liam Mackey, Mitch McCarthy and Henry Shade. Um, potentially James Ace. Yeah, he was floated, yeah. uh, you say... Just hasn't delivered still. Yeah. What, so what would they even get for Aish? I mean, they they, so, they sold the farm to get it. Not much anymore, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, if we're looking games. at their best 22, my best 22 for here the Pies. Oh, here we go. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. For round one next year, if everyone's fit, um, full back line, Tyson Goldsack just keeps getting it done year after year. Lyndon Dunn had a really good year once he came in. Um, Jeremy Howe. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Varco, Ben Reid, and Braden Maynard uh, has really come on. Mm. Daniel Wells is a class player. Um, Pendle's in the middle, and Steel Sidebottom was really unlucky to miss, to miss the midfield. Um, Jamie Elliott on the flank. Darcy Moore needs some help, but he's um, going to be a really good player. Jordy Degoe on the other flank. Will Hoskin Elliott was top 10 in their best and fairest. Mason Cox, they have faith in. Um, well, so he's I'm, on the I'm, field. I'm putting him in there. Mm, um, but. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure about him. Um, Alex, yeah, mm-hmm. Alex Fasolo yeah. in the other pocket. The Rucks, Grundy, Trelaw, Adams. It's a really good midfield, obviously. Um, Greenwood, Sharonberg, Crisp, and Tom Phillips round out their bench. Unlucky was Josh Thomas, uh, Broomhead, Ash Smith, Brown, Ramsey. I-, I really like Collingwood's depth. That's a. I uh, mean, I- over the last couple of years, they've been forced to play to have a really unstable team because of a lot of injuries. I mean, it's an excuse, but it's true. Mm. They've had a lot of injuries, so they've been forced. If you look at their like the people that missed out, from my opinion, Thomas Broomhead, Ace Smith, Brown, Ramsey. There's a lot of senior games that's, there. That's a good and team. I actually though. like their. That's depth a good team. At Aaron. the moment, what are you doing here, mate? Should be down Collingwood stuff their teams. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much become their list manager. You fall in love, but I have to say the the Grundy Cox combination. They they. It worked once. It, yeah, it did pretty much once for the season. Do you think Grundy can play a role forward, or is he? I don't like Grundy forward too much. You don't? I, um, I mean, resting 20% of the game, I don't mind it. 
But yeah, the Grundy Cox relationship, I also don't really like. I mean, I love Collingwood's side, but I feel like that's that may be the one weak link. Mm. Um, what they do have, if we're looking at what they do have, I mean, it's it's a pretty it's pretty obvious. They have one of the best midfields in the comp, um, and now they have depth as well with with everyone fit. Um, they also have really dangerous small forwards, especially with the mids resting forward. Trelaw can be a seriously dangerous forward. Pendle's one out is almost as scary as Dangerfield. Um, what they do need, though, is... Look, they clearly have faith in Mason Cox, but I still think they should look for a key forward in the draft. Um, and the only other thing I see is sort of a third tool to maybe replace Goldsack. I'm sure they'll be looking at Sam McClarty, um, who was drafted last year, to replace mm. Dunn or Reid. He was really good in their BFL finals. I was yeah. Um, who they'll target... They've, so they've got pick 6, 36, 54, and 59. With pick 6, I wouldn't be surprised if they went for a Jared Brander. We talked about him before. Probably the best key position... Um, player in the draft can go either end of the field um, even Darcy Fogarty maybe I don't think Fogarty sees himself as a key position player I think he sort of wants to play midfield and he may struggle to break into their midfield but they could go for someone like that at 36 it's hard to say um, Harrison Petty another key position boy Riley Stoddard is a good size running half back with good skills or even a Matty Day I'm, it's, hard to, it's hard to say from pick 36 look if I'm saying what needs to happen for the Pies I think from last year, they just need to improve their kick going inside 50. Um, they need to give their forwards a chance. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 Mason Cox is much maligned, but the delivery was terrible last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, I mean, they you know, bomb it long inside 50 to Darcy Moore on a one-on-three, and they just had absolutely no hope. And you think they've got one of the best midfields in the comp, but are they one of the best ball-using midfields yeah, in the comp? Exactly, and that's what it Trelaw's, really hurt. Trelaw's ball use really yeah. hurt them. Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it, it certainly didn't help that Pendlebury was injured for a lot of the season. Yeah. I think that's what's really cruel to him the last few years is his injuries. I mean, yeah. you look at Wells, he makes such a difference when he's in. Oh. He can't get on the park. Wells was... That, that Adelaide game, he just tore it to shreds and they looked so much better with his ball use out of the midfield. Yeah, Ben Reid struggles to get on the park was, a lot. There's just a lot of injury prone. I was just going to add as well, I, I reckon they may look for a, a ball-using midfielder. Potentially. Like, potentially, if it's there. Stoddard, use the ball. Yeah, at that 36. Mm. Um, if I'm saying what can't happen for the Pies, look, I uh, the Pies' instability frustrates me. Not having a settled team, having to switch around. I mean, Dunn only came in halfway through the season because they were going with Shade. Now he's delisted and Dunn's clearly worked out, so that's worked well. But I, if I'm a Collingwood supporter, I mean, I just want some stability in the team. Last, I mean, As I said, um, Shade delisted after he played the first few games. Some of, them, some of it was because of um, sort of like off-field stuff, like for solo had his mental health issues obviously um, and they sort of they, they couldn't really work out where to play Cox and if Reed had to play forward and help them out and their small forwards were a bit of a musical chairs as I said with you know well, with injuries yeah. and, and off field off field stuff like a bit of a musical chairs, chairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, Elliot yeah, yeah Elliot Elliot yeah. especially this is the year where no Nathan luck. Buckley I mean he'll be just desperate for some continuity yeah. I mean in, in the past he's sort of had a bit of an excuse but now he's thinking alright I have the team to do it here. Yeah. Like, can we please just have some? He's got the continuity? backing of the board as well. Yeah. They resign him, and so. I mean, Pies fans will take a lot of hope out of uh, the Bulldog situation, the Richmond situation. Exactly. Coming from thirteenth, Collingwood finished thirteenth. Could they win the flag next year? We'll yes. have a look at your prediction. So I right. actually have some really, really high predictions for Ooh. the Pies. I really Pies. like them. I think their best case scenario, they can have fifteen wins, and fifteen wins was the top three teams this year. Um, that's Which it was a really even season this year. No, I checked it, Dan. Huh? I checked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, 
it was a really even season this year, so I doubt first will have 15 wins next year. That's yeah. that's a that's the absolute best case scenario. Look, worst case scenario is they go backwards. They had nine wins this year. If they have seven next year, I mean, I don't see. So you're saying more injury, like more the same with injuries, more of the same instability. That would be absolute worst case scenario. Mm. And I couldn't see Bucks going past next year. My prediction: I think they'll have 13 wins. I think they'll make the eight. And make with, the eight. I think without si- I think without significant cool. injuries, they can make the finals and even win a final. Wow! Bang, 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 bang! What do we reckon, Jim? Do you think they can make the finals? I think they'll push, but I don't think they'll quite make it. I think with uh, teams like St Kilda and Melbourne, who have, unlike Collingwood, have been playing the same sort of similar 22s more consistently. Um, they've got it together a bit more. They just look a bit more dynamic than Collingwood. I like their game styles a bit more than Collingwood's. Um, and I only see really possibly a West Coast coming out of the eight at the moment. So mm. I don't know where the opportunity is to get in there. The I moment. think um, it'll take a little bit of time for them to get settled um, with that 22. I think they want, as you said, continuity. And, um, yeah, I think they might do a D's. I think they could push, for, not in the exact same situation. I think they could push for finals, but I think they could fall just short, you know, finishing ninth, tenth, maybe. Yeah. Does anyone have any problems with my 22? Mm-hmm. We'll find something, don't worry. Well, I'm just saying that you didn't even name Asian the best 22. I don't know what they're going to get for him. Yeah. 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 No, like, I have no arguments there. But the thing that screams out to me is that is Mason Cox playing as that, you know, full forward position. It's still going to be much... I think it's just still going to be much of the same with them bombing it long inside 15 and having no options. I mean, you can't really rely on Elliot and Wells or, like, you know, um, to consistently on the park and unfortunately I see like a D's have having much more of a you know chance of going into that eight than the pies I think they're probably going to finish around that that ninth to twelfth range and uh, they'll be you know Buckley will be staring down the barrel potentially I mean it's interesting as well just on a bit of a side note I mean I struggled I genuinely tried but I I couldn't get Chris Mayne into the unluckies <laughs> didn't even finish in the top I think he barely finished top 10 of the BFL best of Paris just to back over up. that a bit I mean that's a clear fail just there's a, there's a little uh, clip on the way out there yeah drive by no that's quite a drive by what about uh, the Hawks still? Yeah, I had Hawthorne. Um, Your first team. Uh, no hopefully, I don't cook it. Um, <laughs> get ready to they're pretty. Mu- they're pretty much. Yeah, I'm gonna get hate mail or something. Yeah. Um, pretty much who they'll get. Looking at Jarman Impey, that's almost a lock. Um, they're talking a little bit about Rory Thompson, but there's no nothing there other than you know rumours. Who they'll lose? They'll lose a lot of people actually. Uh, they've already pretty much lost Luke Hodge, um, obviously to retirement, and now to the Lions. Uh, Jack Fitzpatrick, um, he's gone. Um, <laughs> he's retired. Yeah. Josh Gibson retired. Luke Sermon, um, he's gone. As Billy Hartung and John O'Rourke have been maybe floated, maybe. floated. more Billy more the former. And Hartung's a high chance. Yeah, and as well as that, um, they possibly could lose pick thirty-two or forty-two, depending if they're going to use either of those for MP. It's hard to see him holding on to both of those. Yeah, really. they, you're going to have to give one if they want MP. Um, pretty much, it's going to be my best twenty-two. And Josh roll. Gibson as well. Um, did you miss outside, did you Yeah. Miss, oh, you mentioned him. Okay, come on, keep up, mate. Um, my 22. On the uh, back line, I've got Stratton, uh, Frawley, and Grant Birchall. Then I've gone James Sicily, Caden Brand, Ryan Burden. I don't mind that back six. Yeah. I like that back six. The only thing we'll Pretty say before is they are, which we'll get to, they are missing a key defender there, I reckon. Mm. To replace Frawley. Frawley, because Frawley, yeah, he's... Good, but I I think they can get by think, like that. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they drafted. And a Ben Stratton's so key to that backline, isn't he? They really, yeah. they mm. really missed him. Hurt, he holds it. Interesting to see uh, <clears throat> James Sicily in that backline. You 
didn't want to put him forward. No, he's I, I rate there. him in the back line. I think he's quite good, uh, sort of off the running back. I and agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think I've, yeah. Um, in the centre, I've gone Isaac Smith and Sean Burgoyne on the wings, and Tom Mitchell smack bang in the middle. Uh, half forward got ja- uh, Jack Gunston, Tim O'Brien, and the new recruit Jarman Impey. Um, on the uh, forward line, I've got Luke Bruce, Jared Rufford, and Cyril Rioli. Following, you got big boy Ben McAvoy uh, taking the ruck. Jager Amira and Liam Shields there as well. And on my interchange, I have Daniel Howe, Paul Poopolo, Blake Hardwick, and Taylor Jurey. Um, some of the unlucky ones to miss out are uh, probably Ricky Henderson. He was one of the sort of more unlucky ones, as well as Harry Morrison, Connor Glass, Will Langford. I was sort of tossing, turning on, but um, he probably, yeah, with an injury or two, straight in. Doesn't have the ball use. Yeah, really. that's the thing. Uh, John O'Rourke, uh, Brennan Whitecross, and Billy Hartung. Only thing with Hartung, I don't think he'll be there. As well as that, he probably the reason that they're not offering him another contract is that he's. I don't think he's in their best twenty-two. Imagine what he would have been thinking when Brad Hill left the club twelve months ago. He would have thought, "Yes, here's my time to shine. You know, I'm going to be playing consistent wing. You know, getting plenty of opportunity." And he just hasn't didn't get it at all in 2017. Did no, he? I, I completely agree. He 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 was a perfect time for him to step up. It was a perfect fit. And he, I mean, he just hasn't really quite delivered. Um, Paul Puopolo, is he not on his last leg still? I think I, I keep him in there pretty much. He's on the interchange, but I keep him in there because I think he's such an experienced player and he's been such a great player for Hawthorne for such a long time. Um, I think they do have a pretty young squad, so I, I like him in that um, 22 to experience. Because they're losing guys like Hodge and Gibson who are, you know, on-field leaders. They need someone, like... You know how they do have Rufford, Rioli. Do, do you not just do you not just see Jarman and slotting in playing that exact same role? Yeah, but I still think I think Jarman Impey, How old's he? What tw- he's like mid uh, early twenties, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I think he. I think you need that experience. I think on field experience, um, people don't talk about enough. And I do think he's not just on field experience. I do think he's still good enough to be um, playing ones. I I think he'd, he's almost wasted in the VFL. Harry Morrison had almost about. I think he had about 25 in that last round against the Dogs. I think, mm. I mean, I think he's really stiff to miss out. He's he probably going to take the next um, step next year. And I think Paul Puyopolo, if, he, if he's, he's, he's in, if he's in, if he's in round one, I'd be, I'd be surprised talking, if he holds we're on. We're talking round one, though. I think he'll hold on for round one. Um, I think a lot of people look at Paul Puyopolo in the twos and go, oh, it's a bit weird. And I'm one of them. I think his experience is great. I think also he gets the nod just above Harry Morrison. If Harry Morrison goes back um, to uh, Box Hill and just smashes it, then he's straight back in. Um, again, they're unlikely to miss out because I do think Hawthorne have a talented squad. They have a lot of potential there, which is what we're talking about. They have heaps of potential. Tom Mitchell is only going to get better. Yago Mir would love a good run of it without the injuries had. And they've got Hardwick, Morrison, as you were saying, Glass and Sicily. And Sicily's only, what, 22? You know, mm. they got a heap of talent. As well as that, they've got, I think, one of the best... Co- I would argue that he's one of the best coaches I've seen um, in Alistair Clarkson. He's won four flags, three in a row. Um, his devised a game plan, which was almost unbeatable um, for a while back in uh, the early 2010s and um, or mid yeah mid 2010s and yeah I think he say the game is passing by, which I've heard from a couple of people. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's uh, one of the best coaches I've seen. But what they need will be uh, a key defender. I think you got Gibson retiring, Hodges off to the lines. For all he's getting older, so they don't really have a key defender. As we we're saying, they could chase Rory Thompson. But we haven't heard too much about him, so I think that could get opened up by opposition teams. Right, they sort of do have a like key defensive players, Probably but they don't, they don't have depth. Yeah, but they don't, they don't have depth. That's a thing. Kane Brandy is underrated, I think. Yeah. He does uh, perform fairly well for them. I think as they well, though, if depth. we're talking, you know, they yeah. do that first, that opening um, 22, I think would be good. 
but again, what they don't need is what they had this season was injuries. Yeah. Uh, they suffered so real badly. Guys, they had especially. they had guys like Rioli and Amiri out, as well as Stratton Frawley, who really make up that back line. Yeah. Um, and a couple that's a mixture of just the big names. They had a lot of smaller names as well. Um, I think they got a lot of talent, but they're already going to lose Hodge. Um, they still got veterans like Burgoyne, Ruffett, and Popolo, but any more injuries, and they will struggle a bit, I reckon. It's going to be interesting to see what the plan is to go forward here because it's not like they're going to the draft really strongly. I think their first pick is 33. 30, 32. And they might lose it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So, it's for Jarman Impey. Yeah. So, like, they're really backing in these young players. I don't exactly see if these guys are going to take them to the to the, to the, ultimate <laughs> to the big Well, if you look at the Hawks over the last couple of years, they, I mean, they're an aggressive recruiting team. And they've always had to pay overs to get what they've got. They got Tom Mitchell in. They had to give, I think, a top 10 draft pick or mm. certainly a first round draft and then pick. And yeah. O'Meara, Vickery, they had to pay overs. Yeah. They've yeah, always had to pay worked. overs and it's going to catch up with you at some stage. I think it may catch up with That's them now. That's another one, actually, Tyron Vickery. Do you think they'll look to offload him even though they're paying a bit of his salary? Like, Do you no, think I mean, they'll... Who'd take him? Oh, who'd take him plus... And for what, what would they Yeah, do? I th- like, you'd want him to come on, though, because you're paying a bit for him, and mm. he's, you know, he's, I think guys have that much potential. You want to see him play in AFL footy. You don't oh. want to see him play in VFL, you know, and really, he, you know, is sort of going missing. No one's I, I, think, I think it's past the stage where you're looking for potential. And, yeah, and, and coming and, on. He's I mean, I think if, if, there's a role, if there's a role there for Tyrone this year, he may slot in, and if he plays well, he may keep his spot. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't see it. Pure depth player. I don't see... They haven't got much... Uh, depth for their tools. Not even in the unluckies. Yeah, he doesn't even make it in the unluckies. You can't. Yeah. He, I mean, Bit of a Chris did, did he play a game this year? Yeah, he did. He play, yeah, so, but not, I mean, not many. Not many. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, going off their draft picks, uh, they have pick 32, 42, 60, and 79. They're probably going to lose pick 32 and 42. I will or say... 32. Or 42. Or 42, or 42 sorry. More likely 32. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, if Noah Bolter or Oscar uh, Claverino slide, they will need to slide oh. a long, long way. Yeah. But, if, but we, we, you always see weird stuff with the draft. Mm. They'd be snapped up straight away because that's exactly what yeah. they need. But we're looking probably something maybe like Harrison Petty, who's a South Australian product, yeah. or Mitch Podjadzki, uh, who's a yeah colder. But other than that, I mean, they traded Both out. Both key defenders. Yeah. yeah. And so actually going on to that, what I would say need to happen for the Hawks, they need Jaeger and Mira to play. Yeah. They traded pick seven pretty much to, I think there was the Saints with a couple yeah. three-way deal or something, no, and they got Jaeger. Yep, they need him to play. I mean, he was disappointing last year for when he did play. Part not really his fault. He was injured for that time. But I mean, they're really like investing a lot into Mitchell, who's come on, and Jaeger, who hasn't. So mm. they sort of need him on the park. Um, pretty much what can't happen is what I'd say would be Ruffhead, Rioli, Frawley, Stratton carrying the load again. So the the old firm. The old firm. Yeah. You can't. You need the Hawks youngs to stand up. Uh, Tom Mitchell did it last year. I mean, he won their best and fairest. He you know had an amazing year. He polled third in the Brownlow, I believe. Yeah. Um, you know, great year. But other guys need to keep. You know, yeah. the youngest guys need to keep coming they're, on. They're really mm. looking at the Daniel Howes, the Hardwicks, yeah. the even Jarae yeah. have resigned recently. Um, all these players have really come on. Burton. Yeah. In fairness, I'd say that these guys have actually actually did come on this year. I mean, you see Hardwick, he was, you know, he came from nowhere, came from the clouds. Burton was one of their best players for the season. Yeah. I mean, Frawley wasn't playing much. Rioli was injured. So was Stratton. Roughhead did have a good year, but I reckon it was more... I think they were forced into the deep end, but I wouldn't say they took the next step. 
for I reckon they did. I reckon those youngsters did at least. For mine, the other thing too is, if they're not getting other people in, you've got to look at who's retiring next year. Still got Grant Birchall, Sean Burgoyne, and we talked about Paul Puopolo, um, and then like they're a little bit younger than that, like you know, James Frawley's and those people, like they're still losing consistently every year mm. without uh, like quality players without necessarily like we talked about in the draft bringing in um, some young talent to replace it so it's a little bit worrying for mine for the Hawks in, especially in the, me- in the immediate future that's what I mean it catches up with you when you pay overs again and again and again as they do especially, it catches up with you especially when they don't deliver I think as well we saw you know Mitchell and Lewis leave uh, last year um, we we're going to see Gibson and Hodge leave you know I think the loss column could increase um, with those guys leaving, so, but um, it, that's only if the youngsters don't stand off, if, because they're sort of in that position now where the young guys could really, you know, take that next step. I think their best position would be nine to eleven wins. I think they'd be really happy with that. Um, uh, I think you get games into the youngsters as well as young players taking on the load. You get a few wins here and there, and you get someone like a Carlton who would be, you know, Carlton looking going, geez, you know, we are really could be pushing, you know, finals this year. Probably not, but not not pushing finals, but we'd be pushing that. They're going to be. Yeah. They're going to, they're take, what I'm saying is they're taking that next step. Yeah. Um, whereas Hawthorne want that. They want to be saying they're taking the next step. Uh, worst case would be probably under eight wins. You know, they were on ten this year, I believe. Um, so anything lower than probably eight, they'd be going. Geez, we're a bit worried here. No, I could see him going under that. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. I, you'd I hope not though. Um, but I think pretty much what I'll leave you guys with in terms of that is, I think they'll still be very competitive because they're coached by Clarkson and that he's instilled that you know ferociousness in them. Um, they still have a key defender. Um, one of their best players are winding down. Um, they will compete, but I think they'll ultimately struggle. Anywhere from ten to twelve on the ladder, I think. Mm. I think that, I even think that's a little bit I think generous. That's generous, yeah. 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 No, I reckon it's about very, about the mark, honestly. But for me, that's if if that twenty-two Dylan's named plays every week, that's their every chance of that. Oh well, you can but, say that for most clubs. Exactly. Yeah. I don't think they will. Uh, and the, looking at their depth, there isn't much. So uh, it's a couple of injuries to key-ish players again. I think they'll really struggle. I think injuries to most key players, though, you see, unless because a lot of clubs sort of struggle with depth in terms of it's like the best of the best, obviously, yeah. are the you know Adelaide's and the Richmonds and that. I mean, even the way like Clarkson threw you know Duray forward, threw Sicily back, O'Brien back, he's a, a master tactician. I reckon I have faith that they'll be able to finish into that ten to twelve bracket, maybe towards the end of that bracket towards twelfth, right. but. Yeah. I still think they can, you know, make a decent fist of this season. Hard to hard to gauge though. One of those teams hard to gauge yeah, for next yeah, season. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, guys. Well, let's move into the think on your feet uh, segment. Daily segment. Um, you want to start us off, Jim? Yes, great. So, if you were Jack Watts, where would you go, boys? Dylan, where would you go? I'd. I'm going to disagree with uh, Dan here because we talked about this uh, a little bit earlier. I'm going to go. Oh, Ge- I'm going to go Geelong. I reckon uh, it's at home. He's he, uh, he's been in Melbourne, you know, his whole life. Uh, personally, I don't. I wouldn't want to leave. I'd want to stay. I think Geelong's pretty much, you know, you're away from. Uh, you're in Geelong, but the major media attention isn't directly on you. Um, and I think you know that you're going to play playing hopefully with guys like uh, Ablett, maybe, and as well as you know Dangerfield, Selwood, Hawkins, um, who are you know such big stars and might take the pressure off just a touch. I'm going for more an on-field sort of approach with uh, Jack, uh, Jack Watson going to Port because he's around uh, these stars like uh, Dixon, Wingard, Gray. He has such good delivery inside 50. I think he was like um, a champion data guy on um, uh, Trade Radio the other day was saying he's uh, like the second best kick inside 50 in the last two years, which is significant. 
I think he has the capacity to lead outside the 50, you know, roam about a bit, like a little bit of a West Hoff sort of role and deliver inside 50 to these uh, um, star forwards. What do you reckon, Jim? Yeah, I'm going to stick to my bias here and uh, say he's going to be fitting in at Geelong. Coming to the Cats. No, um, but seriously, though, he's, I'm pretty sure he's got a business in Melbourne. He's very settled in Melbourne. He's previously said that he'd be reluctant to go. I mean, recently it's come out that he's kind of happy to move. But um, to be honest, I don't think spotlight's really a thing. I think in Adelaide they're just as yeah. crazy about football this as anywhere. Crazy, yeah. Um, and there's only two teams to focus on. So I think you don't really have... Uh, um, get away from the spotlight there. I see what you're saying, Dan, about like he fits into a star-studded forward line, so takes the pressure off him. But I think it's similar with Danger, Ablett, Selwood, Hawkins. They're, mm. they're still going to cop the brunt of the criticism. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, just to be clear, we're just talking about if I was Jack Watts, where would you go? Because I think it's, it's pretty likely that he might go to Port, but in my opinion, I think... Um, I actually think the pies is, is a good is a good fit for him, Ooh. but but I'm not going with the pies. I'd see, if I was Jack Watts, <laughs> you're not making up rumours here. Uh, if I was Jack Watts, I'd want to go to Port. A little bit of what Dan said, um, they're going to have some on field success, I think, next year. And the Cats, their forward line is just a little bit too unstable for me. Um, they can't work out what their best forward six is, and Jack Watts through his whole career, they haven't worked out what his best position is. And I think he'd hate that. We're going to probably ask... We are going to ask the same question, but we're going to ask it for Stephen Motlop. Uh, what's the best fit for Motlop? So if, if you, you were Motlop, where would you want to go? Dan? I'm, um, I'm going after the cash. I'm going to the Crows. Wow. Um, and I mean, also, because like, apparently they've tabled a 650k uh, offer. Also, with, uh, with Cameron leaving, likely to leave, I'd say it's the obvious choice for him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it's... I mean, it's pretty much a straight swap coming out. Mm. Motlop being a bit older, but no, it's a good fit. I'd, I'd, if I was Motlop, I'd be going to the Crows. Jimmy? I'm going to go something a bit different. i say Port, just because uh, I think you'll get a little bit more midfield time there. He's a great user, and he's, he's best. Uh, I think he plays his best. Like, the best footy he played in the finals was that we play more on ball. If he's stuck in the forward pocket, I think he gets a bit lost sometimes. And if he's not 100% on, it uh, doesn't affect games as much. So if I'm, if I'm like, really... And I think he's more keen on more midfield time. I think he's going to get more. He would get more opportunity at Port for that. Um, oh, I'm quickly just going to go Adelaide. I'm going to go with uh, Harrow and Dan. You know, good fit straight in for Cameron. Um, we're going to also finish it off with who is the most likely to come into the eight from the bottom ten teams. Dan, for me, it's an obvious one. It's the D's. I reckon they're going to be very hungry. I mean, they they were cut. They were absolutely shattered when they didn't make the eight. They caught them by surprise, and I think. They're going to come out training even harder than they did last preseason. They worked really hard, but this preseason is going to be massive for them, and I reckon they might even feature in the top six. Yeah, I, I, would, I mean, it wouldn't be a surprise if the D's were in the eight. But after my review of the Pies, I'm going the Pies. <laughs> I love their depth now. I love their midfield. Now oh, you, um, you do. Look, I think I think the Pies can make the eight next year. Jimmy, look, I'm going to go the D's. The obvious one. Um, but I know that we're saying there's a very rare chance. But if Thomason does get to the Saints, I think he has that much of an impact. He can—he's a utility. Ooh. He's a big player. Bit of a Nick Rewalt replacement. Big, yeah, big game player. Can play anywhere on the field. I think he makes it to the Saints. He's a big enough recruit. I think he gets them into the eight. Bang. Um, again, I'm going to go the sheep. Uh, <laughs> going to be the sheep. Also, I'm going to go my own bias. I see the D's going straight in. Um, you know, it hurt like hell that last um, round. Watching the Adelaide West Coast game hurt as much as I've ever um, 
had pain at being a football supporter. And I can only imagine that, you know, the actual players would be even <laughs> yeah. The players would be even worse. The orchestra. Um, pretty much, you, you got to think they're hungry, hungry as hell. Um, Simon Goodwin with, you know, the whole Jack Watts thing is just being ruthless. And I just see them, you know, going, we're not going to let an opportunity slip again. Leave, so I think... Leave is a big, big in for them. Yeah, I, I can see them going, yeah, as I said, probably top six, I think. Yeah. Last one on that, boys. Who comes out? I'd say Coasters. Eagles. Eagles. Uh, Eagles. But don't be surprised if someone at last year we wouldn't have hit the dog to come out. Um, it's, I mean, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of things happen. Oh, Sorry, Tigers. No, no, no. <laughs> Not saying the Tigers, yeah, yeah. but, but uh, tigs. we didn't. We also didn't expect the Tigers to come in. So don't just expect there to be Absolutely. just one or you know. Yeah, we have run a bit over time, haven't we? We've had a, a good chat here. Thank you very much for joining us. I'll let Dill wrap yeah, us up. Yeah, thanks, properly. guys, for joining us on the trade table. Remember to give us a like on Facebook, give us a follow on Twitter. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah, you can indeed. And you can also give us a, a nice little review. Five star would be nice, just <laughs> quietly. But uh, we're, we're looking okay up there amongst the other the big boys in the business. So thank you very much to everyone who's given a review. And listen tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Trade Table on SIN 90.7 the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period, powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table.